Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. All right, so you lose a big election like the Democrats just just did, and you got to get your footing back, right? You've been knocked down. You're on the mat. What do you do? You go back to what works. What do Democrats always use when they lose? And they need to win. Racism. That's what you do. You scream racism. I have two headlines right now that are not from Saturday Night Live. They're not parodies. This is real. San Francisco has got some real problems right now. There's two stories here that I'm that are going to collide. So let me give you the first headline, and I'm going to get back to it so you understand the context of what I'm about to talk about. San Francisco businesses are now demanding full tax refund because of the out-of-control homelessness and crime that they're having to deal with in the disgusting city. And they're saying, we're not getting anything for our tax dollars. So the San Francisco businesses and woke liberal San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's from there, you know, the place where she gets her hair cut when all of you couldn't, right? And colored during COVID. They're now banding together and fighting back against the city and the mayor. And they're saying, we want our money back. This is awesome. I love when Democrats like eat each other this way. Like you own San Francisco. You went all woke. You got all these homeless people. You got all this, you know, you're the one giving out free syringes and now all the crackheads came to see you, the meth heads and everybody else. Now you got all these people everywhere just high as a kite. And 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 you may have seen the art gallery guy who's like a liberal. Did you see this guy this last week? This went viral. There was a homeless person outside of his business that wouldn't leave. And he just had enough because it was hurting his business. And he's trying to make a living, so he doesn't become homeless. And he used a water hose to spray the homeless person and was caught on video. And his point was, I've just had enough. Like, it's ruining my family business. It's ruining my livelihood. Hell, I'm going to be homeless, and this city won't come and stop this. She's camped out in front of his front door to his business. And I'm not excusing. I'm just saying, 
everybody's got a breaking point, and this guy clearly has a breaking point. So he took a water hose and started spraying her. Right. Now, she's the individual. I mean, we're talking about everything that comes when you're homeless. Defecation, smells, urinating, all of these things right there by his business. Front door. Of course, the media turns on this guy, right? Because you're water hosing someone down and goes back to the images of, of civil rights error. And and again, this is liberals eating liberals. Like this is a liberal guy who's got an art gallery. He ain't some GOP conservative, okay? And they find him, they dox him. They're like, look at this man. He deserves to go to jail for this, right? And I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, hey, you guys judge how you want to. I'm just telling you what happened. So these San Francisco businesses are now demanding a full tax refund, What is San Francisco doing? I'm talking about the elected officials. This is amazing. They're trying to find their mojo, folks. How do you do it? When you can't find your mojo, you scream racism. San Francisco is now has a committee, a reparations committee, that is now saying that $5 million needs to be paid to each black longtime resident. And have total debt forgiveness for reparations. This is where this is how insane they've become in California, in San Francisco. The San Francisco Reparations Committee, which was set up by the government to do this, also proposed supplementing lower income recipients. And they want to. This is I can't I can't even say it without without laughing. They want to supplement the lower income recipients' income for two hundred and fifty years. How, what's the average lifespan of a human being in this country of modern medicine? Let's just call it 85 years. So 250 years, like anybody living to 250? The, the oldest person in the world died the other day, like 118 or 113 or whatever it was, 112. The oldest person living in the world. And they're like, yeah, we need to pay for 250 years. I'd like the full lump sum up front, please. Like this is like This is like winning the lottery and taking the 30-year payout. When you're 100, like that's stupid. San Francisco put together this reparations committee, and now they've come back with their findings. They believe that they should pay each black longtime resident $5 million and grant total debt forgiveness due to the decades of systemic repression faced by the local black community. The San Francisco African-American Reparation Advisory Committee, which advises the city This is official. This is government work for you idiots in in San Francisco. I love it. On developing a plan for reparations for black residents. They released their report and they said, we've got it. We're going to address this. This is what we found. Now, here's the other thing that's crazy about these reparations and pay close attention. Okay. Because this is what you need to understand. They're paying the reparations. And I'm quoting here from their report. My producer's trying not to laugh right now as he sits across me. They're not paying them for slavery. This is what he found, the nugget. He was like, dude, you got to read this. Please help me out. Like, please read this today, Ben. Like, he was jazzed up before the show. He said, Ben, they're not They're not saying the $5 million has anything to do with slavery. In fact, it's not for slavery. Now, I say that and you want to know why, right? Well, here you go. Since California was not technically a slave state, you couldn't pay $5 million to somebody for slavery because it didn't actually happen. So instead, they say, and I'm reading from the report, it is to address the public policies explicitly created to subjugate black people in San Francisco by holding and expanding the intent and legacy of chattel slavery. 
Yes. Did I say that word right, Diaz? Diaz laughing at me. C-H-A-T-T-E-L. Chattel? Chattel? What? Which one is it? However I said it, you can just make sure you fix it, okay? When you put when you throw up the podcast. Chattel, is that right? Okay, I got it right. He looked at me like I was crazy. Well, neither San Francisco nor California formally adopted the institution of Chattel slavery. The tenets of segregation, they say, white supremacy and systemic repression and exclusion of black people were codified through legal and extra legal actions, social codes and judicial enforcement, the reparations document states. The draft plan includes a long list of financial recommendations for black San Francisco residents. Now, if you're half black, half white, we don't know if you get 2.5 million or not. That's my first question. I just want to know. Like, if you're mixed race, do you get less? Like, if you're one-fifth or one-eighth black in your heritage, do you get $1 million instead of $5 million? I want to know how the money comes out here. And anyone that's not, like, you know, 100% all in for the $5 million is going to want to ask that question, too. I'm not the only one. Diaz, you've got African-American in you, right? At some point, you said? He says he can find it for a $1 million. The draft plan includes a long list of financial recommendations for black San Francisco residents, including a one-time lump sum payment of the $5 million to each eligible individual. All right, real quick, let me pause and tell you about our incredible friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They want to make it easy for you to try switching to Patriot Mobile from whatever service you have right now. You can give them 60 days to show you why I use Patriot Mobile and why you should make the switch. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile, for two months, you get your third month free. Plus, you get free activation. Now, they offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks, and they use the same exact cell towers of all of the three other major carriers. You're going to get the same coverage you have right now. You get the same great service. You get to keep your same cell phone number if you want to. You can even usually use the same phone you have in your hand right now. Now, why do you want to switch? When you do, they actually stand up for our First and Second Amendment rights, and they give a portion of your bill every month back to conservative Christian causes that we all believe in. So if you're ready to support a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and our freedoms, just go to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. Or you can call them 972 Patriot. That's 972 Patriot. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that actually does. Make the switch today. Get a free month of service plus free activation. Patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson or 972 Patriot. Now, The lump sum payment would compensate the affected population for the decades of harms that have been experienced and will redress the economic and opportunity losses the black San Francisco San Franciscans have endured collectively as a result of both intentional decisions and unintended harm perpetrated by city policy. So five million dollars. If you do the math on this, immediately San Francisco would like go bankrupt, like instantly if they pay this out. So it's unrealistic. And again, this is beyond incompetency. To be eligible for the program, because they're going to, of course, discriminate against some people. 
The applicant must be 18 years old. So if you're 17 and black, screw you in San Francisco. That's what they're just saying. If you're 17, 364 days years old, screw you. You're done. The applicant must be 18 years old and have identified as black or African-American on public documents for at least 10 years. Well, that's racist. Right? What if you don't have those documents? I'm going to use the voters thing. Okay? So you know how Democrats said it was racist to ask for voter ID or some sort of government ID to get to vote. Right? They said it was racist and it was just you were trying to discriminate against minority communities and black people in America because, and by the way, that's maybe one of the most racist statements in modern political history by a party to imply that black people are somehow so far behind the times they don't have a government ID. Think about how racist that statement is. Like, oh, you're black? Yeah, we don't expect you to have an ID. We expect white people to have it and Asian people to have it and Hispanic people. But black people, no, 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 you guys don't have IDs. You're you're that far behind. Like, there's not a more racist statement from the Democratic Party in modern political history. But they're immediately now saying, we got to have an ID. That's racist by their own standards. Like, by their own standards, that is now racist. So you're discriminating against people under the age of 7, 18, and you're discriminating against people who, who don't have an ID. You Again, they must be they must prove at least two of eight eligible criteria, not just one, the, the ID, right? 18 years old, have, an, have identified as black or African-American on public documents for at least 10 years. So if you identify as something else, now it's sexist and, and racist, right? Because if you identify as other or non-black or I don't, I don't identify as anything with the color of your skin, you're screwed. You have to identify consistently for 10 years. So the same people that are telling you a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, you can choose your own sex, are now saying, but when it comes to us paying you $5 million, damn it, you have to be black and that has to be for a decade straight on documents. You don't have that, you don't get the money. It's one hell of a racist requirement, if you ask me. Number two, they must also prove at least two of eight additional criteria, choosing from a list that includes, you ready for this? Born in San Francisco between 1940 and 1996. That's your option one. And have proof of residency in San Francisco for at least 13 years. And or personally or the direct descent of someone incarcerated by the failed war on drugs. So if your mom or dad's a crackhead or was selling marijuana or cocaine or heroin on the streets of San Francisco, killing people, that now gets you $5 million because the war on drugs was failed. And of course they say the war on drugs is racist, right? Because it was predominantly locking up. They're saying disproportionately African-American men and women. The plan also calls on the city to supplement Lower income recipients. So if you're poor and broke, we'll give you even more money, right? If, you, if you've worked your ass off and you've gone to college and you took out loans and or you, you, you started your own business, yeah, we're going to screw you. The plan, yeah, listen carefully, calls on the city to supplement lower income recipients' income to reflect the area's medium income. Now, in San Francisco, the median income, they call it the AMI, is about $97,000 annually, and they want that to be that for at least 250 years. So let's go back to qualifications. You got to have screamed you're black for 10 years, and if you didn't, you're screwed. You got to be over 18, and uh, you have to have an additional requirement on top of that, which includes uh, if you are personally put in jail for killing people through drugs, right, like you're, you're a drug dealer, or the direct descendant of a hardcore drug dealer that was incarcerated for selling a drug that was killing the community, 
that's a requirement that's that's reading that's reaching now two of the requirements needed for you to get paid now let's talk about the 250 years here and at least the 97,000 supplemental why would anybody work just live in san francisco you don't have to work and we'll give you this money for 250 years you don't have to work. Like if you live in San Francisco right now and this goes through, not only do you get a $5 million payment, but we're also going to supplement your income for 250 years. They say, quote, in this official report, racial disparities across all metrics have led to a significant racial wealth gap in the city of San Francisco. By elevating income to match or AMI, black people can better afford housing and achieve a better quality of life for 250 years. The plan also seeks to establish a, quote, comprehensive debt forgiveness program. So if you've racked a bunch of debt, we got you covered. That clears each eligible person's student and housing loans. So buy a house, folks, and we'll pay off your house. Also included in here could be credit card debt. So if you've been, like, looking up a bunch of porn online, buying a bunch of stuff on QVC, maybe buying a bunch of vape pens all on credit cards, we'll pay that sh you know what off to why here's another quote ready for the racism from actual black people on other black people and minorities black households are more likely to to hold costlier because again you're stupid is what they're saying here riskier debt and are more likely to have outstanding student loan debt the draft explains that's like such a racist statement like oh you're black yeah we don't expect you to pay your bills that's what they're saying in an official document this is racism from the democratic party in san francisco who is literally saying we expect black households to be irresponsible stupid have riskier debt more likely to not pay your bills this is in writing when this is combined with lower household incomes quote unquote it can create an a, a cycle an inescapable cycle of debt Their words, not mine. Therefore, we should eliminate this debt, which gives black households an opportunity to build wealth, implying that they're going to build wealth if you pay off their debt instead of going directly back into debt. That's how stupid they are. Like, you can go, look at how many people win the lottery. And a lot of people, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, or anything else. They win the lottery and they file for bankruptcy in how many years? Look at how many pro athletes usually file for bankruptcy within two years of their last game. If you are not taught financial literacy, which we do not teach in our public schools, you are going to make the same mistakes. Hell, I've had this debate with 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 like literally family members. It doesn't matter how much money any human being has. If you spend everything you make, you are broke. I know millionaires that had millions in debt and they went broke when they when the economy made any type of turn. If you don't teach financial literacy, you can give $5 million, just like we're in the lottery, to any person, and it will disappear because there's no financial literacy. They don't know what to do with the money. So if you give a crackhead $5 million, what is the crackhead going to do? They're going to squander the $5 million, and they're going to go right back to where they were before the $5 million. This is not going to fix any of the problems in San Francisco. The committee has said to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors— that this needs to be done now. The African-American, quote, the African-American Reparations Advisory Committee has not yet received any feedback from the board regarding their position on the recommendation or when the board will schedule a hearing to formally discuss the plan. Why? Because, well, there's a problem here. Do the math on what they just proposed. There's no way that San Francisco could survive. Everybody who has money, by the way, will move out of San Francisco because they're not going to want to pay for this. 
number one. Like, if you want to kill a city, this is how you do it. San Francisco is already turning into Detroit, and it's already turning into Chicago. This would be, uh, you want to talk about a slum of all slums, like people would leave immediately. Quote, there are so many efforts that result in incredible reports that just end up gathering dust on a shelf. We cannot let this be one of them, one of the board members said. Well, trust me, it will be. Because, again, at some point you have to ask the question, who's going to pay for this? Now, if you think this is just San Francisco, this is story two I told you about. House Democrats are now pushing, right, because they know I'm in control of Congress, a reparations committee at the federal level modeling San Francisco. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, Democrat, introduced a bill criminalizing. She didn't do this, by the way, when Democrats are in charge of the House, just so you know. Because, again, you got to play the race card, right? All right, we got our, ba- our ASBLESS kick. What do we do now? All right, let's scream racism on everything, and let's get legislation that screams at all those people on the other side of the aisle. Racist. Yep, let's do that. If it ain't broke, why change it, right? It's worked for them how many elections? How many decades of screaming racism? Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, all these guys, right? Black Lives Matter! Have you noticed that Black Lives Matter, no one like in the African-American community has really gotten angry yet about how much money Black Lives Matter embezzled? It's all there. We have the documentation. They bought houses. They bought cars. They bought airplanes, private jets. Like, like, I donate to Black Lives Matter. I mean, you had a multi-billion dollar free ad campaign for Black Lives Matter. You had you held corporate America hostage Everybody was Black Lives Matter. I bet you if you ask people, like, in politics, name ID matters, right? You can't get elected without 90-plus percent name ID. Everybody knows what Donald, who Donald Trump is, right? Everybody knows who Bill Clinton is. Everybody knows who Barack Obama is. And everybody knows what Black Lives Matter is. You had this hundreds of billions, probably, in advertising the equivalency of Black Lives Matter done for free with corporate America on the uniforms, on the end zones, all this stuff, Right? And you're like, that worked. Now, was the money used for Black Lives Matter? No. Did they buy a single house for people in poverty? Nope. Did they buy cars for people that need cars to get to work when they actually had jobs? Nope. Did they do anything to really improve the community? No. But man, it got people elected, didn't it? Right? You don't vote for this person. You're anti-black. You're a racist. Democrats could have passed the legislation that Sheila Jackson Lee just proposed, but they never introduced it when the Democrats were in charge of the House, which means they could have sent it to the Senate they were in charge of, which means the president could have signed it. So you wait till the Republicans get in charge and you scream, racist! You're all a bunch of racists! Sheila Jackson Lee introduces this House bill criminalizing conspiracy to commit white supremacy, which includes criticism of non-white people, which influences an individual to commit a hate crime. I'll give you an example. Donald Trump says something they don't like. They say it it, it inspired white people to commit crimes against black people, and then Donald Trump gets arrested. That's what this bill says. Or any other conservative they don't like, like Ben Ferguson. The legislation, H.R. 61, leading against White Supremacy Act of 2023, because apparently this, this, you know what, didn't matter in 2022, Introduced by Democratic Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee seeks to, quote, prevent and prosecute white supremacy inspired hate crime and conspiracy to commit white supremacy inspired hate crime by those that inspire it. This is deep, folks. The legislation would criminalize conspiracy to commit white supremacy, which includes, again, Diaz, you're screwed. Okay. You are screwed, dude. This is in the bill. I'm going to give you the exact words. Any criticism of non-white people that influences 
such as something published or said online or someone who commits a hate crime. So you write something online that you don't that, that they don't like, they can then charge you with and connect it to someone who did a, a, a crime against a black person or any person of color, any minority, and say, well, they really did this because Ben Ferguson tweeted this out three years ago. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. Okay. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. This, by the way, all goes back to January 6th. And that's part of the reason why she's filed this bill now and didn't do it last year. Because they want to say that if they can connect you in any fashion to inspiring any person that does a crime, then you're a criminal. This is how you get rid of your political enemies. It's very smart. It also tells you how scumbaggy the Democrats are. They didn't believe any of this was needed until they weren't in power. And now once they're not in power and they know that they can't pass it, they can at least scream racism, the other side's racist, for not supporting their bill. But this also, and the reason why I am worried about this legislation is, you're now trying to hold people accountable legally and held them responsible legally for the thoughts and actions of people they have never met. I'm going to use an example of this that is different, but it's, you'll understand. Democrats have been obsessed and they actually been trying to do this in places like Illinois and California and Connecticut and New York and Baltimore, Right where they say you should be able to sue the gun manufacturer and hold them liable if you are shot with a firearm that they produced. 
This has never happened yet where it's been held up because if you did that, what would immediately happen is every gun manufacturer would stop selling guns because they could not afford the the legal defense fund that would be needed to defend themselves because every single time someone uses a gun, a gang member shoots another gang member, the first person that's going to get sued is the gun manufacturer using the gun crime. And it's a way to outlaw guns without having to outlaw guns. It's a workaround, right? Every gun shop would stop being able to, I mean, the price of a gun would go to $150,000, $200,000. No one could afford to manufacture them. The black market would explode. And these manufacturers would immediately go bankrupt just defending themselves in litigation. January 6th is their gateway to the same thing they're trying to do with guns, which is, okay, we want to say that if you went on the radio or on social media or as a politician, you said anything we don't like. We want to criminalize you for the actions of others who were, quote, inspired by you. Now, imagine if we did this in other areas of life. I use the gun example, but screw that one for a minute. Let's use the example of a car. You, If you can hold everybody liable for the actions of people you never met with your product, then no one could buy anything or do anything, Right? Starbucks. I'm not going to use alcohol. I'm going to use Starbucks. You go to Starbucks and you get a coffee and you're driving after you leave Starbucks and you kill somebody. And you could say, well, they were distracted by Starbucks and their amazing coffee. And therefore, we're going to sue Starbucks. Everybody thinks about that example and thinks it's insane. No different what they're trying to do now. No different than what they're trying to do with guns. Let, let's use fast food. There would Every drive through in America would immediately close if you could sue the person, the hamburger company, which the person was eating while driving the car. Taco Bell would go under. Every restaurant would go under if you could hold them liable, financially liable, and charge them with crimes for, the, for a crime that was committed by an individual while they were in possession of your good. Take it a step further than that. Imagine how many cars you couldn't buy if every time a car was in, a car manufacturer was involved in an accident, someone was speeding, texting while driving, right? And you could sue AT&T and you could sue iPhone or you could sue Samsung or you could sue uh, the manufacturer, the Honda or the Chevy or the Ford and, and, and hold all them liable for the actions of the driver. And then you could sue the Levi jeans they were wearing and the Nike shoes they were wearing and the watch that they may have looked down at. So now Rolex gets sued. This would you can't have a society if you have this type of liability for people. That's what Sheila Jackson Lee just did. This bill, which refer, which was referred to the committee of the judiciary, states that someone who engages in a white supremacy inspired hate crime, quote, when white supremacy ideology has motivated the planning, development, preparation and perpetration of actions that constituted a crime or were undertaken in furtherance of activity that if. It was effectively educated, right? Would have constitute a crime. Okay, so accordingly, they say, quote, conspiracy to engage in white supremacy inspired by hate, inspired, excuse me, hate crime entails the publishing of material. So if you're in an article, website, online, radio show, TV show, and they believe or deem it to be advancing white supremacy, white supremacy ideology, 
based on replacement theory or hate speech that vilifies or is otherwise directed against any non-white person or group. So I go out and talk against Black Lives Matter. Immediately, I could be charged for any crime that any person did saying it was against Black Lives Matter. They can say, well, they were inspired by Ben Ferguson. They were inspired by Tucker Carlson. They were inspired by Sean Hannity. They were inspired by Fox and Friends. They were inspired by Fox News Channel because they were talking bad about Black Lives Matter. And then this person said they went out there and committed a crime against Black Lives Matter or a Martin Luther King Day Parade or whatever it may be. And it was because of all these people were all aimed, you know, were all named in the lawsuit and charged with crimes now by the federal government. It also, by the way, calls for the DOJ, the Department of Justice, to gain authority to conduct operations, listen carefully, and activities pursuant to what is deemed necessary and appropriate to interdict, mitigate, or prevent such actions from culminating in violent activity. So what they're now saying is the DOJ should have the ability to go and arrest any person, any any author, any writer, any speaker, any social media individual who does or says something they believe could inspire one crazy out of 365 million in America to commit a crime. The bill would grant the department authority to, quote, prosecute persons engaged in such actions with records of white supremacy inspired hate crimes. Maintained, an annual report should also be provided to Congress so that they know who all they're arresting. Now, I think Lauren Boebert is not a serious person, but she did say something that was interesting. All right, Congresswoman Colorado. She has now accused Democrats of making a mockery of the First Amendment, saying she said this in a tweet. In case you weren't aware of what the Democrats were prioritizing in the 118th Congress, just take a look. When they're not bankrupting our country, they're busy making a mockery of the First Amendment. Because, and, and, and she's, by the way, right on this one. I'll give full credit. Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee introduced a bill that would make it a federal crime for white people and white people only. Okay, this is attack on white, this is racism. Attack on a, a, a group of people based on the color of their skin. That's what Sheila Jackson Lee is now doing. Making it a federal crime for white people and white people only to criticize, for example, you ready? Mass immigration. You can't say anything in this bill based on how it's written that she claims would vilify a non-white person or group. So if you say that there's an invasion of illegal immigrants at the border with the facts to back it up, it doesn't matter because now you're talking against an ethnic group. And only if you are white can you be charged with a federal crime. If you are African-American talking about open border, you're fine. If you're Asian-American or just Asian or any other minority, anybody outside of a white person, if you're half black, half white, I don't know what happens to you. Um, if you're half black, half Hispanic, I don't know what happens to you. If you're half white, half Hispanic, I, I, I'm assuming you still go to jail. But this bill says that this, they will come and it's a federal crime, a felony. They will lock you up if you, as a white person, and white people only criticize illegal immigrants coming across the border because you're criticizing a minority group. That is what is in the bill. It's not just disturbing. It's also not surprising. This is what you would refer to as anti-white legislation. Now, if I say that, could I inspire someone that's a white supremacist to be angry right now? Based on this bill, the show I just did, exposing what I just exposed, would mean that that, that the federal government, the DOJ, mean the FBI could raid my radio studio right now, 
arrest me, and then find a white supremacist to commit a random crime, whether he was inspired directly or indirectly from the show, because I just exposed this bill and I was talking out against this bill, if this bill passed, they could actually lock me up and I would never see my wife or kids again. Well, I would, but through a glass window. That's the Democratic Party right now. That's what they're working on. There's one question you should ask yourself, and that is this. Why are they doing this now, and why did they not do this when they had the chance to pass this? Right? Why, why are they doing this now, and why did they not do it when they had the chance to pass it? I can answer that question very easily. It is because now, when you lose your mojo and you're a Democrat, this is the time for you to scream racism. That's how you get your mojo back. Make sure you share a podcast. Please rise to five-star review. Hit that subscribe or auto-download button, and I will see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.